You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, everybody. I hope you guys are all doing so well. Today, I am joined by my lovely husband, say hello. Hello, say hello. My lovely husband, say hello. That's him. Um, today, we're going to be talking about sex, and I'm going to be answering some questions that you guys sent through um, on my Instagram stories, and we're just going to be talking about a few things that kind of surprised us, I think, since we've been married and having sex and some of the topics that you guys kind of asked us to chat about. So it's going to be a bit of a mix of things, but the theme is sex. All sex. right? Sex. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode and let's get into it. Okay, obviously this podcast so far is it's just been so good, but we didn't say your name. What's your name? Sam. Sam Samuel. Well, welcome Samuel. Um, what did you do this week? Let's just give a we'll give a quick little quick little update. Anything new? Imagine if this, imagine if this was the only time we like caught up. <laughs> This is actually the only time we chat ever. No, tell us. Come on, anything, anything fresh, anything um, new? I went to work. Yeah, same. Yeah, big, big, big week. No, yeah. um, I went to work and I got my laptop fixed. Good job. Woo. Yeah. Yay. Sorry, guys. Sorry about this past Friday. You, you look. I've been so consistent, but it just didn't quite happen, and it was all Sam's fault, actually. So <laughs> that's why. So. Very good. And he's here to own up. That's why actually yeah. why he's here on the this podcast is actually, today. Uh, Sam's confessional podcast. It's an apology video <laughs> I'm sorry. by I Sam. Did a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's basically it. We both just like worked a lot. He works in the mornings and I work at night a lot of the time. So Ooh. we literally don't see each other, but that's okay. We try our best and that's all that matters. And that's basically it. Literally nothing crazy has been happening. It's been raining. If you guys don't live in Sydney, it's literally just been raining so much. And it's also meant to rain like all week. And we moved to the beach. And I literally don't know what the hell for because like it's just not been good. Anyways, that's that. That's the update. Let's get into the topic, which is sex. How do you feel talking about sex, Sam? Great. Very positive. Very positive. Are you I've comfortable? Had You've had it. Yeah. That's that's good. Sure yeah. have. I swear I have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, does is this something that you felt like you've always been comfortable to talk about? Do you feel like being around me has helped you? Yeah, you're the center of my universe. I couldn't okay. do any- before you. I couldn't do anything. No. <laughs> no. Um, you know, I don't mean that. I just mean like <laughs> because I, you know, I talk about it a lot mm. or like quite publicly. Um, well, I don't know. I don't think I've ever felt uncomfortable talking yeah. about sex. Like whether that was just in general or about my personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, true. Yeah, because like even I, like your yeah. mom, your mom is like quite open and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I like. The, I mean, the reason I say that is because I I try to recall a time where I have felt uncomfortable, and I can't think of one. So okay, you know, well, I love that for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, we um we've always been quite open talking about it in our relationship, and I think. It's something that we've always needed. I mean, communication-wise, if you guys have listened to the episode that we did talking just about relationship stuff in general, like we've genuinely worked on communication quite a lot, but we've actually been pretty strong like throughout. Like I would say that's one of our strong suits, if anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So doing that around sex is definitely something that's grown over time. We definitely learned a lot, and I think that's why we really wanted to do this episode 
please don't do that. <laughs> he's playing. He literally just strummed. Like he's str- you say strummed, strummed the gu- guitar behind him. Don't, don't. We are focused. Okay. I was saying earlier, we were talking about planning for this podcast. And I was like, you're like that one kid in like the school project that like keeps getting up and walking away and like can literally cannot focus for the life of them. Like, Hey, someone has to do it. Ugh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're going to get into the questions. Woo. So one of the first questions we got, and I thought we could do this right away because this happened pretty early in our relationship, is how we had the conversation about each other's sexual pasts and how we were able to kind of come to terms with what that looked like. Does anything come to mind right away when I ask that question? Yeah, um, I think just like, I don't know, the, um, the kind of standard answer for a lot of these like relationship-based questions um, I think we were just really good at communicating, I think, fairly early on. And it's probably one of the things that I kind of like noticed about you mm. initially was that you were just very open <laughs> and very just like ready to have the conversation, quote unquote. Because um, even like, I mean, the first, like our first proper date, the one that you you asked me out on. Yes, um, I recall. We, like we talked a lot about like our views on kind of like sex and intimacy in general. Mm-hmm. Did we? Like, See, I don't really remember, to be honest, what we talked about. Oh, really? No. We talked, I th- we, well, I mean, we were there for so little long. That yeah, we were actually there for a long time, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, no, we, I mean, we talked about all sorts. So glad that you um, cherish that memory. So fun, <laughs> man, sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My memory's not that good, is it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like it really does just come down to like valuing communication between the two of you. And I think... I mean, it's so stereotypical and that's the thing, but like people don't realize how important it is to have those conversations. Like mm. a lot of people don't have the conversation even in the first place. Like I, I have definitely heard people say to me like, oh, you know, I think he has this whole past or he's, he's mentioned like other women and stuff, but I don't really know. Like, especially when girls are younger, like, I don't know how much he's done or like if he's, you know, had yeah. sex or yeah. whatever. And I think if you don't have that conversation, like it, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of can scare you off. Whereas mm. if you can have that conversation and kind of like have that mature conversation, respectful conversation with someone, you can really like build trust with them. Like it can, yeah, yeah provide so much value. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was actually thinking about that when we were, when we were talking about doing this podcast the other day, I kind of thought about that and like, I don't think I've ever properly had like a, I don't know. And I guess when we get to it later talking about, you know, kind of the relationship between like sex and like, I guess like religion or like the Mm -hmm. church or whatever. But I think maybe for that reason of, you know, not wanting to like kind of plan it beforehand. Like I don't think I've ever really had like a a conversation about like my sexual relationship with someone in terms of like kind of the bigger picture um, outside of like outside of us. Yeah. And and I mean and I mean in saying that, I mean probably the kind of the only real topic I would have ever properly kind of talked about ongoing with with like anybody in the past would have just been like um trying not to. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? so true. I didn't even really think about that because I guess yeah, like for me as well, before you, I never tried to have like good sex with people yeah. like it's not that I didn't you know but it's just that like I <laughs> but you know what I mean like it's not that I I didn't but it was more that I felt like I shouldn't and yeah, obviously exactly. you know whether yeah. and we're obviously going to be talking about this by the way guys in a context of like 
it, you could be Christian and you might be like, you know, I don't believe in sex before marriage, but this could also be for someone who literally knows li- like very little about the church. We're not going to really focus like too much on either perspective. We want it to be quite open and quite like, um, like accepting, I don't know, to everyone. Inclusive. Yeah. Inclusive. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Very inclusive. Um, but for us, both of us, we both were in church scenarios for basically all of well, yeah, all of our, all of the relationships yeah. we had before each other. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the sexual experiences we would have had with people, it would have been like, yeah, we're having sex, but like we probably shouldn't be, or like that's the last time, or like there would be guilt around it. Like, <laughs> yeah. there'd, you know, there'd be like shame yeah. around it, like very strongly. So there wasn't like space to be like, oh, let's make, you know, our sex better in this way. Let's go and buy lube. Let's yeah. communicate about what we like and what we don't like because we shouldn't even be doing it anyways which I do talk about, like, I've had a lot of conversations with girls about this before because that's where you can really start to run into, like, negative sexual relationships and, like, unhealthy forms of sexual relationships, like with consent and stuff like that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, so that's kind of, like, something that if you are a Christian, just to have and, like, keep in mind, like, if you're dating someone and you guys are having sex, like then have sex, you know, and have a healthy sexual relationship. Like it, you might as well kind of like, and like not, I was gonna say enjoy it, which is true, but you might as well like have it be something healthy than to have it be this thing that's unhealthy. And you're like, Oh, we shouldn't be doing it until like yeah. let shame grow. Cause it will yeah. grow. Well, I'd say the most prominent example of that um, for me recently is probably right after we got married. Um, Cause obviously, you know, prior to getting married in the, um, I guess the community and the, I don't know, subgenre of society <laughs> that we kind of were a part of or, yeah. a, you know, um, we're not trying to have sex actively or, yeah. or in theory the, the idea is to not try. Like you want to try actively not to have mm-hmm. sex before you get mm-hmm. married, right? Um, and so even for me, like, and obviously I know that this is something that, you know, I discussed with you at the time and that, you know, we kind yeah. of like talked about a lot but... Even right after we got married, like I felt weird having yeah. sex with you, like, yeah. which obviously you know you're meant to feel like amazing and great and like oh this is the best and like we're finally allowed to. But yeah. obviously when you have it kind of not drilled into you, but when it's just something that you're kind of focusing a lot of your I guess your sex sexual relationship relationship mm-hmm. relationship there we go mm-hmm. um, around like and then suddenly you just change it and take yeah. that, and you take that kind of I guess like fence away. You're like, right. I don't know, your mindset doesn't just instantaneously shift. Like in what other situation where you're trying so hard not to do something and then someone suddenly just takes that kind of like blindfold away and it's like, oh, so yeah. now it's gone from like the worst thing in the world to like the best, most amazing thing in the world. That doesn't mean that, you know, you kind of can just suddenly change the way that you've conditioned your mind to be. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like that's the thing too is this like your your brain creates pathways. Like I talk about this all the time. Like your brain creates pathways and it likes patterns and it looks for things that happen over mm. and over. And when you tell yourself so many times, like oh, we shouldn't be having sex, we shouldn't be having sex, we need to set these boundaries, you have all these rules, all these things you can't do. Like we can't hang out past this time. We can't yeah. drink X amount together because we'll get, you know, too saucy with each other. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. When you have all these rules... And then suddenly you're married and I think a lot of Christians think that something is just going to happen. Like a flip is just going to switch and suddenly it's going to be a like... A flip is going to switch? 
wait, hello. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a switch is going to flip though. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. I didn't even want to interrupt you. It's just that was really good. You, you being here makes me wonder how, how many like weird things I say in my podcast normally that people are just like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> kind of worries me anyways. <laughs> Don't love that. Um, but yeah, like people think some magical thing is going to happen but you mm. just kind of like get a piece of paper and like now you're suddenly living with that person. Like maybe, you know, maybe there are practical things that change. Yeah, like why you would you get married? Together. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> see, that's the it's thing. It's just a bit of paper, honestly. It really, well, <laughs> look, and that's the thing. So obviously a little tongue in cheek here, but we are very happy that we are married. Like yeah. we love being married and I love the fact that we're married and even though we're married young and whatever and the fact that, you know, some people are like, why are you married? Why bother? Whatever. I get it, but we love it and I wouldn't want to not be married to you. Mm. But in all seriousness, if you don't value marriage because of religion or because, you know, it's just a value of yours because you grew up with, you know, parents who were married and yeah. all that, like I understand why people don't value it because, it's a, it's a lot of money. Mm. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. And I wonder if as a result of, you know, all of the, I guess, like uh, borders or like boundaries or like whatever mm. you want to call it that are kind of put in place, I wonder if that is a contribution. And obviously we're not talking, we're kind of just taking it from a general yeah. kind of lens here from no specific like worldview or whatever. But mm. um, I wonder if that's what kind of props like star, marriage star on like this like <laughs> pedestal. You yeah. know, like, oh, it's this, like, beautiful, magical, amazing thing. And I'm not saying it's not. But no, I'm saying, so like, true. in theory, like, I wonder if it's that, oh, and by the way, you're allowed to have sex and you're encouraged to have sex all the time. I wonder if that's, like, inherently subconsciously, like, a part of it that, you know, makes people yeah. go, oh, well, like, you know, the, you know, marriage is so much more uh, of a legitimate type of relationship compared to, like, a de facto relationship or, right. like, long-term dating or, or yeah. whatever, you know? Even when we did, like, our partner visa how like being married in theory kind of helps us because it like gives validity. Oh, 100%. Like the, the entire application process is completely different if you're de facto. Yeah. Completely different. You have to like prove so much yeah. more. I, yeah. forget, I forget who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone the other day who, um, who'd done that. What was it? Maybe we were talking about someone you, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, the, the situation was that the person was, um, had broken up with like their boyfriend or girlfriend, but oh. was st- they were still getting their visa through this person because it was such a difficult process to try and change it. So oh, they were like, yeah. hey, I know we're breaking up, but can you just like carry on and just help me finish the visa? And they're like, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are situations where people like blackmail their their ex-partners <laughs> being like, okay, yeah. you can pay me a $300 installment every month and we can keep your visa. Like dead ass. It's a thing. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, you know, blink it's twice, crazy. Sam, if you need help and that happened to you. I'm blinking. <laughs> I'm blinking. <laughs> But it's true. Like, it's crazy, you know? Um, But yeah, anyways, I just, the other thing that I was talking, I was actually talking to someone else the other day. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. Chatting to everyone. Yeah, I have some people too, you know? (laughs) I got friends. I have friends. Um, And they were saying how this, like, sex is the only thing, or I think maybe one of only only things, the only thing that I can think of in the Christian faith that is not okay and then just suddenly is okay, right? Because think about, like, drinking, 
you kind of create like what you believe about it. There isn't some point where suddenly you can drink unless it's like obviously like a legal thing. If you're like, if the only reason you wouldn't drink is because legality or whatever, like yeah. obviously that's a thing. Um, but like with drinking generally, you have like an idea of, of what you believe about it. And that's pretty consistent. Um, you know, in just other issues around Christianity, like the, the things that people would say you know, yeah. is an issue. For example, this is one of those things where it's like suddenly it just flips and suddenly it's okay. And it goes from being like, bad and like forbidden to suddenly like it's it's worship to god Mm. and it's like it's like suddenly like extreme the other way i think kind of then going like another peg down on that same idea Mm. Um, and i thought i thought this was what you were going to say and then you said something different and that kind of (laughs) made me think this so like obviously yes there is that like switch but i think what's also interesting is off the top of my head i can't think of any and there probably is one and someone else listening will probably think of it straight away but I can't think of another kind of topic or issue or, or whatever um, where there is where there isn't a healthy version, right? So, like with drinking, mm. for example, there is a a healthy in moderation amount, or there is a certain way to do it in a way that's fine, mm. you know. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't know with sex, it's not just oh well, you know. It, and I'm t- I'm talking from a very like. I guess conservative kind of like black and white yeah, interpretation yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Like sex isn't allowed, masturbation isn't allowed, any sort of like sexual Yeah. F- whether it be physical, um just it's just thought, abstinence. Process. Yeah, and because yeah. it's not even just physical, it's like from a, a mental point of view as well. Ugh, and like yeah. an emotional point of view. You know, it's like and obviously we're talking very like kind of old school, old fashioned, like right. black and white. Not saying but, that all Christians yeah, think yeah, this no, way, but uh, but obviously, you know, the very, very traditional view is like none of it is cool until and obviously then you kind of are starting to delve into like purity culture kind of yeah. territory. But, you know, everything. And there's obviously 10 other topics that would kind mm-hmm. of sp- like spiderweb off from this Even as talks well. about like the way you look at a woman. And yeah. Like, like, like what everything. do you feel about that? Like as a male who came from like that Christian background or whatever, mm. do you feel like you had a lot of situations where you felt like as a man you weren't supposed to do a lot of things specifically? Um. I'm going to like t- slightly tweak your question. Okay. I don't think if it's even anything necessarily to do with like religion. Obviously that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean personally I think it's just kind of societal like mm-hmm. kind of stuff in general. Right. And I mean I, you know what to an extent I think some of it a lot, or a lot of it even is warranted. Like I'm sure if you somehow found the statistics like you would find more guys staring creepily at girls than you would girls staring creepily at guys. Absolutely. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. And obviously that's that's fairly glaringly obvious and, you know, with kind of just like, I don't know, the very unequal balance of like male yeah. versus female in history. Um, however, I don't know, it's funny that you said that my mind automatically went to back to this example that I can think of. I think I was like 14 or 15 and like a group <laughs> of my friends went into the city to go to the aquarium. I know. Okay. Stunning, Love that for you. stunning day. Um and I was walking with like a couple of my friends, and obviously I'm like a 14, 15 year old boy. Like I think girl, I'm at the point where like I think girls are hot. Finally, a yeah. year ago I was like ill girls, and now I'm like oh girls. Like, you know? yeah. um, and I remember like me and a couple of my friends were walking along, and there was like this older girl who probably would have been I don't know like in her twenties or something. Mm-hmm. So at the time it was like the typical kind of like junior in high school looking at the senior, being like whoa pretty yeah. kind of thing. And I remember her walking past. We were walking through the city, walking past. And I remember I went to my mom. I was like, oh, she was. So, I don't think I'd even got to the point of thinking someone was sexy yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, she was so pretty, you know. Like I said something, uh, I said something like that. I was like, oh, she was like so hot, like whatever. Um, and yeah. then so there was like, uh, there was, I think there was like three or four of like my male friends, and then like three or four of my female like female friends from our group. 
and they all turned around and were like, oh my God, ew, like don't say that, it's so gross, blah, 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 blah. And we were all like, and they like genuinely were like annoyed or whatever. The, the girls? The girls. Yeah. At, at us. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I kid you not, like 10, 15 seconds later, this guy walks past with no shirt on. He was like, you know, like tan, jacked, like mm. typical like Bondi looking kind of dude. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, he's so hot. Yeah. And I, I remember looking at my friends being like, what? Yeah, right. What? Yeah. And, I, and one of them was like, oh, what, so you can call him hot, but we can't call that girl hot? And she was like, yeah, but we weren't being creepy. And it was exactly the same, genuinely. Right, right. I'm like, I'm fully self-aware. I know I wasn't like, you know, being creepy and then they right. were fine. But even that, and it's it's weird that, you know, like however, 10 years later that still kind of sticks in my mind. But like yeah, for me there is that kind of, to answer your question, I feel like there is an element of that double standard, which I think is is necessary for like the – general kind of, I don't know, um, safety of, of women right, to kind of right. uh, not assume the worst, but to kind of have that kind of like, um, I guess like boundary in, in place. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, like like I, I totally, I hear you. And that's the thing. I feel like, you know, you could listen, like I could hear you saying the story and I could think, yeah, well, obviously they feel that way because they're triggered because on a regular basis they have to deal with men doing blah, 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 and yeah. sending them messages and looking at them this way and whatever. And that's all true. You know, the statistics are there, you know, it's, yeah. it's true, but that doesn't mean that the male perspective of feeling like they can't then do the equivalent to what the girls are actually allowed to do, it's still valid. Like, yeah. you know, your story is still valid. And I feel like sometimes we get too far into people being like, you know, cancel culture and like, you know, men are trash and all of that shit. And I despise that because yeah. I'm like, who, how, how, like, if there was a, if that was like, that, that is a saying that people just use now and haha, see men are trash. Like yeah. if that was a thing about women, everyone would be like, oh my God, cancel that guy, cancel that guy. Well, and that's the thing. And that's why like genuinely, and, and to say that, you know, that's valid for me as a guy doesn't invalidate any woman who's ever felt, yeah. you know, um, uncomfortable or unsafe by yeah. a man, which I'm, sh- I'm sure you know, probably every single girl listening to this, unfortunately, probably has. Yeah. And as a guy, right. I'm sorry that that is the case. Um, but, you know, as someone who is fairly adamant and um, proud to not be a part of that, you know, kind of probably majority of, of males that are mm. kind of that do that yeah. or act that way or think it's okay to behave that way, mm-hmm. um, it's still kind of shitty for me to have yeah. to then – be lumped into that group of like, yeah. oh, well, you know, you're a guy, so blah, blah, Like I've, I've been on the, not the receiving indirectly, I don't think, but like if the whole, you know, men are trash thing yeah, or like right. someone making an assumption about me just because yeah. I'm a guy, mm-hmm. you know, or thinking that I'm going to be weird or whatever just because I'm a guy or like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it's not to invalidate anybody's experience where it's completely valid, but it's, Still shitty. Right, I didn't right. deserve that, you know? Yeah, like, and we can either like we can either look at that whole issue as a whole and be like, oh well, you know, we're you know, we're setting the bar so low, like why are we applauding men for doing the bare minimum, whatever? But yeah. like maybe we need to start applauding men for trying because they won't try if they if we don't. Like yeah. it's we need to applaud not just men, people. Like yeah, we need totally. to applaud people for trying with one another, you know? And I just think if you're gonna be someone who's like, yeah, see men are trash, men are trash. And just consistently are like, what's it called? Like bias? Like, 
like just, you know, following up with that bias and being like very confident in that statement. Like if you think all men are trash, you're going to end up with trash men. You know, <laughs> if you aren't picturing. Because they definitely exist, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah, like of I course. said before, like of, of course there are plenty of shitty dudes out there. Mm-hmm. There's plenty, like again, I love women, but there's a lot of shitty women too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's and I true. And I don't it's say true. that to be, but honestly, like, and I, and look, I'm sorry if that's you. Someone probably listening to this probably is like, oh my God. Like, what mm-hmm. a bigot, like, hates women. No, 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 I don't hate women. Yeah. I'm just aware enough and, like, I've been alive long enough to realise that it doesn't matter, like, what gender or sexuality, like, shitty... It's not It's not that there are shitty people and shitty men or whatever. There's just shitty people. Yeah. Like, people do shitty things yeah. and that's, like... That doesn't make me mad, but I think it's just allowing, you know, people to be good and then people to be bad, like, what not, you mm-hmm. know, ultimately, but just in general, on every single side of the spectrum yeah. and realising that maybe it's not a gender thing, maybe it's a personality thing as well. And then yeah. allowing that, I think it's just, I think what you were saying before about, like, confirmation bias, I think it's allowing people to, like, prove you wrong if yeah. they earn it, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's fine as, as a woman to have that kind of, inherent like fear or like doubt hesitancy. Or, or hesitancy yeah. yeah but if someone fairly quickly proves it to you like right and that's you know? the thing actually I was yeah. talking to someone the other day about that because they were saying to me like you know my thing with men is like when I start a relationship with someone I want them to prove to me that I can trust them because I have trust issues but I'm like yeah. that's that's not actually healthy. Like no. to meet someone to be like, hey, because you are of this gender, you wouldn't do this with a friend, right? But because he's a man, you're saying, oh, you have to prove to me that I can trust you because this like asshole that I was with a year ago, I can't trust him. Like yeah. that's not how that works. No. Because then you're, you're, you're setting all of your expectations on, in theory, something completely irrelevant. If I went to, right. I don't know, a one-star restaurant and ate a meal and it sucked. And I was like, that was awful. I'm mad. And then left. Mm. And then the next day I go to like a five-star restaurant and I go to pick something off the menu and I pick something. And right before I eat it, I say to the server, okay, you t- prove to me it's good. Right. Or like it better be you good. Know? You well, know? Like, no, like you, like you have to prove to me that it's good right. and then I'll eat it. And the server's like, what do you mean? How? How? Why? Why do I need to prove it to you? It's like, look around. Look, right. like we've showed you with the decor and the service and everything. Like we're not perfect, mm. but we're showing you as best we can that we're a very, very good establishment. And our our food's good. Like look at the reviews, you yeah. know. And someone's like, yeah, yeah, but no, but I ate a shitty meal yesterday, and like, why would this one be any different? Mm. Someone will call you so crazy true. for doing that. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense, right? So like, true. You'd be like, no, you have to eat the meal to then review it. You can't review it beforehand. That's confirmation bias. It's taking your past experiences and then painting every single thing forward by that brush before you even give it a chance, you know? And I've, I mean, honestly, like I've, I've been on the receiving end of that before, as I'm sure you probably have as well Mm -hmm. in more ways than one, whether it's relationships or just Mm -hmm. in life in general. It's like, it's like anything, like people treat you a certain way because you're a Christian or treat you a certain way because of whatever. Like if if you give someone that kind of information, they automatically assume things because of stereotypes yeah um but i think it's just i think it's just allowing yourself to like let someone actually prove it to you that 
they're yeah, not the same yeah. as the guy that you dated before or that, you know, they're not going to act the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're in that situation, this is not to be like, oh, you know, you're so dumb for thinking that way because, you know, I've like I've been hurt and obviously Sam has been hurt as well. Like I think mm. everyone's been hurt in relationships at one time or another. And it's okay to say to yourself, like, for example, you come out of a bad relationship to be like, okay, I need to take a season where I'm not with anyone because I need to be okay within myself. Obviously, that's amazing. Or, you know, you start a relationship with someone and you communicate to them, hey, I've come out of this shitty relationship. Like, I might have a hard time trusting you with these things, but I want to trust you and, you know, yeah. whatever. Because, like, that very much happened with us as well. Like, yeah, totally. I, there were a lot of things that I had to say to you, like, honestly, I'm kind of hesitant about this thing, but it's not actually your fault. But I had to recognize that. I had to be like, this actually is not his fault. And that's harder. It's easier to say than it is to do. Yeah. But if you want a healthy relationship with someone, like, equally, there has to be ownership for your history. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because I think obviously it's I think it's a responsible choice if you've been in a whether it's bad, negative, or to the point of it being like an abusive or like a right. unsafe right. romantic slash mm. sexual relationship with somebody. Like I think it's a responsible um and like a rational, even logical move to then when you're going forward to have your guard up to an extent mm. and to look out for those things. Mm-hmm. If you go, I don't know, I've been you know, I've not ha- thought, um, you know, long or hard enough about something in the past or, yeah. you know, I've been – and obviously if it is like a an abusive type situation, it's probably has absolutely nothing to do with you at all. You didn't do anything right. wrong. You yeah. just unfortunately landed in that situation, you know, mm. but that's going to probably teach you, hey, like in the future – I'm probably just going to look at things a little differently and I'm going to kind of think twice about things. And that's yeah, like – see the that's red a, flags. And that's and... A, yeah, well, and that's a healthy choice, but – um. I think that whole kind of mindset of, oh, okay, well, I've had this in the past and so now when I go into my new relationship, that's I'm going to just kind of uh, look through these like mm. past coloured glasses at the whole thing. Like, no, like you need to go to like a counsellor and work that out. Yeah, right. It's not like, <laughs> it's like, not like oh, okay, I came out of this relationship, whatever. I guess that man, we're going to discard him, forget him and then to throw yourself at someone else. No, you know, like, like I think that's you need not going to help. Yeah, I think you need to go and like contextualise like – what you've been through and what you've had happen. Mm-hmm. And again, whether that's like just kind of, I don't know, poor communication and like they didn't buy you a present mm-hmm. all the way to, you know, really awful abusive situations. I think either way you need to go and contextualize that yeah. because then, you know, when you go, even even just to the point of, like you said, getting to the point where you can think about it in a like a zoomed out enough mm. kind of macro way where you can even just say to yourself and genuinely believe that, okay, it's not art. Oh, all men do this or all women do this regardless of which, you know, or like whoever, all this category of people behave this way. It's just, no, 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 that person behaved that way regardless of the statistics because you you, like if obviously, I don't know, in in my opinion, like if you go around kind of automatically just assuming the stereotype about everybody, Mm. like you're not going to find very many good people Mm -hmm. because you won't give yourself the chance to, right? Yeah, it's so true. It's like, you know, speaking out, like what you're looking for kind of thing. Like it's like if you say, I hate my job, I'm never going to have a good job, I hate working in restaurants, Mm. like I can't wait to finish my degree because I hate hospitality, whatever, right? And then you go into work and you hate hospitality and you hate your job and you don't look for another job because you're thinking, why would I get another job? And like it's like you definitely have control out of a lot of situations of your life and that includes relationships. So Yeah. yeah, I love that. 
I want to circle back around a little bit because we aren't talking mm-hmm. about sex anymore and that's why we're meant to be here. But I, that's okay. I'm so happy for our conversation to just do whatever because everyone just loves you on the podcast. Well, uh, everyone loves you. This is my podcast now. Sorry. Is it? I've bought the rights. <laughs> yes. He said what? What's up? <laughs> Get <laughs> um, out. No, I was just going to say that, yeah, we, I mean, right now we may not have just been talking for the last three and a half hours about, <laughs> no, um, about sex specifically, but I think it all, all things like this lay that kind of foundation for what you're then going to attempt to Absolutely. build your sexual relationship off. So we can talk about like specific, you know, actual sex, yeah, <laughs> all we want. But like if, again, it's all con. It's a, you know me. Yeah. Like for anybody, I was about to say for anybody that doesn't know me, it's like literally everybody other than you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm big on context, very, very big on context yeah, and very big of like, you know, contextualizing, rationalizing things. Yeah, whatever. N- not just, well, no, because <laughs> cause honestly, true, like, and the reason, but the reason that I am just for the sake of like context, haha, um, <laughs> is because I didn't used to think that way at all. Right. Like I would just base everything off my emotions, I yeah. base everything off my own experience. Like, and it's funny because obviously you didn't know me when I was like that. Yeah, But like I know. very, very, very heavily. But then like, I went through a whole. Sad band boy. Yeah. I went through like a whole kind of period of like years where like I just did that and mm. then wondered why I wound up in like relationships that like weren't, you know, good for the long term. Yeah. Um, and didn't have proper communication. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But then took time for myself to like kind of figure that out. Mm. And then when I met you, I was able to actually consider even trying that, you know, whereas I before I wasn't able right to. right moment. That's it. That's it. You just got me, you kicked me while I was down. Well, wait. Wait. <laughs> anyway, so yes. Um, yeah, so we touched on obviously how, yes, you struggled with um, shame when we first got married. We've mm-hmm. talked about um, just, when else did we talk about the start? Who knows? God. Um, something I wanted to go into quickly is to talk about, someone asked about masturbation and what we think about masturbation during marriage. If you guys have listened to my masturbation podcast, you would know all about what I think, but I just thought maybe you could quickly give your mm. thoughts and then we'll move on from this yeah. one. I think for me, it's been a little bit of a journey. Right. Um, again, and I feel, I don't know, I feel like we're kind of isolating people by relating a lot of stuff back to like, church or like Christianity or whatever. That's okay, but that's our entire lens, right? Like that's the, the way that we both grew up and it's very hard to like remove it. And also a lot that. of these things aren't just from the church. A lot of yeah. these things are happening in society as well or like in our culture as well. It's just like accentuated in the church maybe. Yeah. 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 So as a result of that and for anybody who doesn't know, um, again, looking from this kind of very conservative, very mm-hmm. black and white interpretation of like the Bible masturbation is not cool like in right. any shape or form. doesn't matter what it is, whether it's like physical or you're just like looking at someone in a sexual way, like none of it's okay. Just so you know, in case you didn't know that already. Um, and so obviously <laughs> they having- They don't like it. They do <laughs> not so, like that. And so having that kind of, uh, I guess, perspective laid out for you to kind of follow, whether that be just from a biblical point of view or from, you know, the people around you or whatever. Um, naturally, I was, I was never- Again, like we kind of said about sex in general, I was never trying to have like a healthy relationship with that personally. Right, like you were um, trying to grow And so, yeah, so yeah. my whole kind of foundation for that was like, oh, no, it's you're just trying not to all the time. Right. Especially as, as a guy when they're obviously like the influence of like porn and that kind of thing is I would say, and again, I don't know what the statistics say, but I would say is a lot heavier 
on guys mm-hmm. and is a lot more targeted and I guess marketed from like a yeah, business that's point very of view true. Like, towards yeah, men. Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely present and I know girls who have been addicted to porn yeah. and it's not to invalidate that but exactly what you said, a lot of porn is created like for the male gaze yeah. so it makes sense as to why yeah. like statistically there are going to be more men addicted. and Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing is I think naturally as a guy – even just um, hypothetically, like masturbation and, and pornography of any kind, whether it's literal, you know, triple X rated pornography or just mm. like something a lot more like soft um, or like, you know, not as quote unquote bad. Right. Um, I think those things are like that and masturbation are automatically glued together as like a package deal. Right. Like, mm, you interesting. Know, like whereas, and, and I think that naturally kind of, shapes the tone of what masturbation is as a guy. Yeah, Whereas, like it's dirtier. Yeah, it's yeah. just like kind of a, I don't know, I don't even, I don't know what to call it. But right, it's, just but like, it's, it's more of like a, it's more of like a, um, I'm trying. Like I, well, I was just going to say, because I think with women, like masturbation is very packaged into like the whole self-care, self-love yeah. deal so right yeah. now, right? Yeah. Whereas like you don't really get a lot of male spaces that no. are talking about or no. what I was, what I was trying sure to say are, was that it's, it seems like for a guy, it's meant to be, it's a very like practical mm, activity. Right. Like it's, it's, it's just like, oh, well, like I need to do this, mm-hmm. you know, or like it's just very, meant to be very like kind of just like, Quick and get it over with. It's, it's not more like, like to get out your it's not sexual like enjoyed. urge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, right. it's like it's not meant to be like enjoyed or like <gasps> it's not meant to be this. Sad. It's not meant to be this beautiful like thing. Right. Like for a, a woman, the the way that it is. And I think again, you could kind of you could probably link it all the way back to just like stereotypes and stuff like we were talking about before. Mm. But it's not. Even, it doesn't even just stop with like masturbation. Even just with self care. Yeah. And um, I don't know pampering or whatever you yeah. want to call whatever you want to call it for, as a guy like mm-hmm. there's a reason there's 17 different versions of the body shop for that it's targeted towards women and there's like none for guys like mm. when i was like even in terms of like grooming like self-grooming right. like that what there's that one store there's one store in the city um here in sydney that's like a like a male grooming kind of store so they have like really nice like razors and shaving creams and mm-hmm, like balms mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing i've you never seen it. a shop like that in my life right in my life and how many different types are there that are clearly like they might have a men's range tucked in the back corner, right. but like how many stores are there targeted towards women? Like countless. Well, and know? I mean, you can just to note this, you can look at that as like, okay, women are being targeted to change their bodies, and yeah, exactly. it, there's advertising to make women yeah. feel like they need to do all this stuff. But equally, then there doesn't create a space for men who want to do those things. Yeah. So it's like we're both losing out. Like because people will talk about um, like what's it called, like pink tax or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where is it's that like, like like tax on like tampons and and well, it's like it's no. like ra- it's like basically how if you see like razors, you go to a store, say you go to like a grocery store, yeah. and you can just buy like there's like a tiny little section with razors and stuff. The men's ones are usually going to be like cheaper, and they're not going to be have yeah, all this right. extra shit that they try to sell you. And you know the imagery is going to be a lot more like chill, whatever. There's not going to be probably photos as people of people as much. Mm. And then for women, the advertising is very much like here's a skinny white blonde woman with no hair like and it's, it's why does and she need a razor and, and it's so and it's like expensive and that's yeah. the whole thing it's like that women 
very much are told to change all these things. So that that's why there there is so much of it. And people might see this as negative, but then yes, equally, then where's that space for men? How yeah. do we like, where are the male self-care influencers? Of course I know there are some, but like that's, there's definitely way less of a presence yeah. of it. Like there's a reason there's a five in one product for men and not really a five in one for Yikes. women. I can say I've never used a five in one. Yeah, good. I think I've used a three in one when I was like oh, 17. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> I, got you, I got you on expensive shampoo though, so it's good. <laughs> um, I've completely lost track of thought. Anyway, yes, so back to masturbation. Um, yeah, so anyway, so seeing all of that, I think it kind of just, there's just this general atmosphere mm. for, you know, women are allowed to, you know, like take time to do these things and like mm-hmm. enjoy them and they're meant to be that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas for Spend a guy, it's just, it. it's yeah. guys just kind of like practical, just like get it done, you know? Yeah. And so I've never, you know, in, in at least growing up, like never had like a, I don't know, like a positive influence in terms of like, again, like quote unquote healthy masturbation. Right. And so then, you know, obviously kind of that kind of forms your whole mindset around growing up and then mm-hmm. that kind of just influences everything yeah and you don't really like I mean for me I feel like masturbation wasn't talked about like I tell the whole story about it in the masturbation podcast but basically I started masturbating and I didn't even know what I was doing like I wasn't told about it and then I felt a lot of shame around it because I would like thought I was weird like I was like what the hell is this thing that I've discovered in my body but there was definitely a lot of shame then eventually I understood what I was doing and then I was like, okay, confirmed it's bad. You know, confirmed people yeah. are saying this is a bad thing. Um, and then over the years I realized it was something that I enjoyed and like there were positive, there were positive influences, people talking mm. positive, like positively about it. And then yeah. I kind of started listening to those voices more and it's something that I integrated into my life in a healthy way. And I would say just for us, um, being in a relationship, just in case, you know, any of you are married or dating or in a relationship. And and this is something that like either your partner doesn't like it, um, doesn't like that. Maybe you want to do it or whatever. The reason that we think it's necessary is like, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things, but you know, if a lot of the time you're going to get partners who have different libidos, which is really common, like one person wants to have sex more than the other person. Um, but sometimes you also get it where like, you just don't see that person a lot. And like, maybe Mm. you want to have a sexual experience that day, but the other person doesn't. And for you to not be allowed to express that because there's someone else who in theory should be fulfilling that or whatever. Like, I think that can, that's quite dangerous. Like, I don't, I really don't like that. Like, look, if it, if you guys agree on it and that's what works for you, then there's no judgment, obviously. Like that's what you want to do. That's great. But I think having the space to allow each other to masturbate with whatever boundaries you guys want to set together, then it can be a very healthy thing. And it's like, it's like taking supplements, you know, it's like you have a healthy balanced diet, you know, you're having sex, whatever, but some days you're not going to get it. Sometimes you're just not going to get it. And that's when you have your supplements and that's that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Great great example. example. The sex pill available in stores. Oh now. my god! No, that's not what I'm saying. Sex supplement out now. Stop. Um, yeah, no. I, I think if anything, it's what you said before about you know having a having a partner who's like uncomfortable with it. And again, I don't know to an extent. I think it's just something that you you know have to communicate about. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just instantly make them wrong, right? Like right. It's not just because uh, like one person thinks, oh well, I think masturbation is fine. That doesn't instantly make the other person wrong, right? right? I think it's just communication and kind of 
figuring out why you think the way you think, why right. you, why you feel the way you feel about things. Because yeah. I, I would say, you know, for example, if like there's a girl who has like a boyfriend or husband or whatever who isn't comfortable um, with her masturbating at all, um, there's there's so many places that could come from. It's probably yeah, not so whatever they say it is, unless yeah. they're just very direct. There is like you know, again, as we've touched on almost. You know, in every topic, there mm. is like the religious aspect. Well, oh, I don't think it's okay, whatever. That's a whole different ball game, and right. that's not what we're here to talk about. But if it's, and I said this is probably the one that I've heard more of from women, mm. like, is more of the oh, um, yeah, like you're replacing me, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I think that has probably more to do with like self-esteem, yeah, and me like, too. like their ego. Not in like a bad way. It doesn't automatically make it bad. Yeah, everyone, right. has an, everyone has an ego. I think it's more about that and probably, you know, feeling like less than because of that mm-hmm. thing. Whereas instead, mm-hmm. I think it's more about, you know, learning how to implement it as something that adds to your sexual relationship rather than taking away from it. Because yes, obviously so then true. on the opposite end of the scale, if you just masturbate so much that you are completely satisfied on your own and you don't want to have sex with your partner, that's going to be an issue. It's true. Right? That's true. And that like, happens. Yeah. You actually, yeah, you do get that, especially when couples are struggling with sex. Like, if, like for example, another podcast where I talk about like pain during sex and what to do there. Um, like if that's an, an issue, I can only imagine, and this didn't happen with us, but say we were struggling with our sexual relationship and mm-hmm. I was always in pain every time we had sex or there was something that I couldn't do for whatever reason yeah. because of something going on with me and or my body, you know, like I could imagine how easy it would be for you in that situation or the man in that situation to then want to just masturbate. Cause it's like, oh, every time we have sex, it's a whole thing. And like, you know, it, it is a big struggle. And like, I, I could see why that could happen, mm. but obviously, you know, you, if you're going to commit to a partner, you're going to commit yeah. to working through stuff. Yeah. I mean, or equally on the flip side, you as the person who's experiencing that, obviously like, so I know that so many women experience pain during sex, sex, unfortunately, mm. and you know, don't, aren't equipped with the tools to be able to figure it out other than the She Said What podcast. Stop. Zing, 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 zing. No. Get out um, of here. <laughs> plug. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah, on, on that side of the, right. that kind of situation, you might just go, okay, well, honestly, like, I like having sex, but I'll tell you what, like, uh, we'll just have sex, like, me, like the two of us for him or for mm. the, whoever the other person is, um, and then I'll just, like, sort myself out. Mm-hmm. Because why would I bother trying to figure it out when I know exactly what to do mm-hmm. and how to do it by myself? So Which obviously true. then is a communication thing of, you know, being at the point of comfortability with your partner or whoever yeah. it is where you're like, hey, can I actually like show you right. or like tell you what to do, like yeah. how to do it for me? Because again, in terms of like, you know, the whole kind of sexual history thing like we were talking about before, they might be looking at the lens of, oh, well, like, my last partner really liked this, so therefore you're probably going to like that too because yeah, you're also yeah, the same true. gender or whatever. <laughs> and like, you know, it's just, oh, well, this is just kind of the, yeah. you know, if you're kind of taking your like, I don't know, like sexual encyclopedia and you're like, oh, well, like here's all the things I've learned in the past and I'm going to try them all. And like <laughs> I've, this one's worked here and this one's worked there and so cool, like it should be fine, right? Might not be the case. Like, right, of course. Um, like, you know, it's not objective. It's extremely mm. subjective. And, yeah. you know, like there's... One person will like one thing, the other person won't like that thing, and that's yeah. fine. Like, it's all completely up to your own discretion. Yeah. Um, or once one person might be more comfortable with doing certain things, and yeah. Some people might be like, I wouldn't even want to try yeah, that. Yeah. Because obviously, it's literally the most intimate topic that there is, right? Yeah. Like, every kind of 
possible like personal issue or like self-confidence thing or like body image thing. All of it is all it's 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 about as explicit as you can get, you know? Yeah, like right. And so not only to be like comfortable telling someone what to do or how to do it, but then also to then show them as just like, you know, like this mm. can be pretty weighty for yeah. a lot of people. And so, yeah, obviously I can totally understand why then, you know, if you're someone who isn't then comfortable with whatever's going on or the, or the way that like your partner does a certain thing or like tries to do a certain thing, right. you might just be like, oh, okay, well, like I'll just do it myself. Right. So true. And I know people, like I can think of people off the top of my head that I've had conversations with that have been like, I'd rather just like do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> Sad, sad, hey, like, but I, yeah, and I understand it. And I think, again, it always, like, like everything does, just comes back to communication. You said like everything. (laughs) Like, just like everything. It's so much easier. Just try everything. Just be a fan of everything. (laughs) No, that's okay. You don't have to like everything, guys. (laughs) All good. (laughs) Um, Saying that, another thing I wanted to touch on as well is talking about sexual experiences with other people before you're, say, in the relationship you might be in now and how to use that information in a way and how to communicate that information to your partner in a healthy way. So basically what I've heard from people is, you know, like I I did this thing with my ex and I want to do this thing with my current partner, but I don't want to be like, hey, my ex did this to me. Can you do this to me? <laughs> and it's it's a good question, though. It is a literally, it's so, is that not real, though? It's it's real. Like, it's a thing, though. And yeah, so I, all I, you do is you just give your current partner their number. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> and they can just show them how to, well, not literally show them. <laughs> okay. Woo. I take that back. Unless you're into that, in which case, go for your Free, baby. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I just, I think, like, that is so valid. Like, I totally get that because I see why that would be hard to communicate that. But equally, I think there is so much um, value in sexual experiences. Even if there is something negative, whatever, things you don't like when you have sex with someone, you will likely learn things about yourself through having sexual experiences with other people. Of course, you don't have to learn through other people, but you can definitely learn things. And I think it comes back. Like, if you're, do you think if your partner struggles to take that kind of information that you're trying to give them, do you think that's the partner's fault or do you think that's your fault or um, what do you think about it? I that? mean, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that's just hmm. like a normal thing. Like, I don't even, not even sexually, like, I don't know. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to think about you kissing one of your exes, you know, or like holding hands with one of your exes or like, I don't know, yeah. saying I love you to someone else. Like, I, I, I probably wouldn't right. go out of my way to do that. But obviously I know that it's happened, like, mm-hmm. you know. And so even like it, obviously then when it comes to, I guess, the sexual side of it, um, I think it's just doing it or, or bringing that up in a way. I mean, for me personally, this might not work for everyone. This is kind of removing the individuality out of it. Like, yeah. again, there's a very big difference between saying, oh, so like, you know, with our sex, like I really feel like I want to try this because like I've actually – and you might just be trying to be really honest and you might just, you know – Mm. be not quite 100% self-aware of the, of the situation <laughs> and be like, you know, like in the past, like I've done this, like I did this with so-and-so and like blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't do that. Don't just do that. just be like, oh, you know, I've been wanting to try this thing. Yeah, I think that's really you good You know, advice. and a lot of like kind of inference. And mm, you know what? Mm-hmm. The other person will probably maybe pick up on that. But like don't say it. It's just a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like there's a there's a big difference I think in how it would be received 
in the way that you deliver it. Right. If you say that you just like a thing or if you're just talking about it, whether it's like in a really deep heart-to-heart way or you're doing one of those like, you know, 20 questions like iPhone game things, it's like what's your favourite this? You know, like obviously if you're saying that you enjoy that thing, you've obviously done it before. And it's pretty right. obvious to the other person that you would have... I, I, for, like they should For the know, most yeah. part, you probably would have had to do that thing to someone else for a lot of the stuff, you know? Right, yeah. And obviously, you know, and obviously yeah. if you've had that conversation, which, you know, I think it's very health, healthy for everyone to have of, you know, even just a little rundown. You don't have to, like, yeah. count off all the people, but, like, just to, you know, have you had sex in this way or not? Mm-hmm. Dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. And then you just talk about it, you know. But I think it's just removing the, you know, the individual side of it where you're actually talking about other Right. People. You're not like, okay, tie me up like this because he used this. <laughs> no. He used these ropes and they were really good. Yeah. I actually still Wait. have the. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's your hot take on if you switch partners, do you have to buy new lingerie? Um, I mean. Thoughts? Not necessarily. Do you buy new clothes when you break up with someone? Very true. I say no. I say I mean, no, you don't. Not lingerie. Like, it's at the end of the day, it's clothes, right? Yeah, it's clothes, like, right? What about toys? No, toys are expensive. Keep them. Yeah. Nah, keep them. Anyways, those are just side questions. We're going to keep <laughs> going. <laughs> Rapid fire. Okay, there was one more, two more, two more things. Oh, yes, this one. I wanted to talk about quickly. Um, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but did we lose the thrill of sex when we technically weren't meant to be having sex when we were, were dating when we got married? Do you feel like that was a thing for us? Because mm. it's pretty common. It's pretty common for married couples. Well, I've never had sex. Right. Right, so. sure, yeah, <laughs> got got it. So <laughs> you think you're I've so cheeky? <laughs> you're getting way too comfortable. <laughs> um, I don't think. Again, I think it's you know people talk about like the honeymoon period, quote mm. unquote. I, mm-hmm. I think I think that's very true. I think the honeymoon period as a concept is 100 percent a thing. Yeah, but I think agreed. it depends on how you package it. Like I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. I think it's just like anything. I don't, I don't think you have to get married to have one. Like anything, you. I don't know. I, I don't know how you would break it down, but I think every relationship has that. And I think often mm-hmm. the time when a lot of people break up is right after that ends. Exactly. You know, and I think, so I, and I, I think if we take away the, you know, honeymoon, whatever, like that kind of like saying yeah, yeah, words yeah. away from it, right. it's just like anything. You meet someone and you start to learn more about them and you get to know them and you find them really exciting because they're this new person. They do things differently to you or the same as you or whatever. Yeah. And then you know, kind of build all the way up to that moment and you're like, do you want to be my boyfriend slash girlfriend slash whatever? And they're like, yes. And you're like, oh my God. And then you're like on this big high mm-hmm. and you're like amazing. And then, you know, kind of, you just start to settle into normal life and you don't see each other 17 times a week. And right. like, you realize that you both have to have your own individual life as well as your own, mm-hmm. you know, together life, which again, yeah. if you're just dating, like that together life is probably going to take over control and you're going to lose that individual life that you have individually because you're not trying to like do all this like relationship dynamic stuff probably if you're just kind Mm. of dating or whatever. Like at the start of a relationship, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and especially if, you know, you're younger or whatever and then you probably break up because you spend too much time together and then, (laughs) you know, but like if that's not the case and you carry on and then you're still kind of riding this high like, wow, it's so exciting, we're so new and blah, 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 blah. If you don't intentionally approach then, you know, transitioning from the short term into the long term, Mm -hmm. which have, you know, been like, okay, like, it's kind of up to the six month mark now or whatever, like seems like this is kind of going fairly well, but like, you know, we've had our fights and whatever. Like I think if you don't then transition 
into that like long term. So you know, giving each other space and like you know yeah. having learning that balance between like the together life and like the individual life. Yeah. Um, then it's probably not going to go very well. Which obviously yeah. in marriage is, I would say, is a little bit heightened because it's like on paper. You know, it's not just right. A it's a legal commitment. It's it's it's, yeah. a, it's it's a more um, tangible commitment. Yeah, it's very expensive signing. to get divorced. It is. <laughs> you just have ranting I've about marriage. You're like, yeah, it's crazy. No. It's such a waste so of time. So expensive. Like, Lawyers, like, guys. <laughs> um, you yeah, wouldn't no, believe so the laws <laughs> they have around it these days. It's ridiculous. So, all of that to say, I think with marriage, that's very much heightened just from a relationship point of view. And then mm. so I think sexually, you know, if you have made the choice to, you know, have sex before marriage and then it's like this, again, depending on, what kind of like viewpoint you said and whatever it's like this whole exciting like oh like we're not meant to be doing this but like we are and like mm-hmm, oh like when mm-hmm. we get married like we're allowed to and we're going to all the time blah, blah 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 you're completely removing like again context from everything right. like when you've been married for like you know 18 months almost two years like we have like and i don't know you i go to work at six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and come home at five and then you go to work at four o'clock and get home at ten Mm-hmm. At ten thirty, when it's the first time we've probably seen each other all day, are we going to want to go to the like the in reality the physical emotional effort mm-hmm. of like um, intentionally having sex with each other? Yeah. Where uh, again, you know, we try we approach sex from a more like kind of trying to be holistic, actually thinking about what each other wants, not just yeah. kind of going with like the oh I learnt this one, so like surely it'll work, you know, where we have a developed sexual relationship where it requires a lot of effort like physically and mentally and whatever like and a lot of intention are we going to go to one of the go to that point probably not yeah and i mean there's always like we've uh, there's a lot (laughs) of different can i go back i didn't mean probably not as in most of the time we're not going to want to have sex but like (laughs) we're never going to want to have sex we actually don't have sex but like a year i don't know a year prior whatever when we were dating or whatever it was like oh like so exciting like blah 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 oh so naughty blah 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 might we have maybe but right. we also wouldn't have been around each other, sleeping in the same bed as each other, like yeah. seeing each other like fairly regularly. You yeah, know? <laughs> like I, I think we used to be much more likely to like stay up till four a.m. and sacrifice sleep and all this stuff yeah. just to see each other and have yeah. sex and blah, exactly. Like, Expe- you know, especially because obviously there's that whole element of in reality, and I'm sh- and I, I'm sure you've talked about this on here before. Of you know, we were actively in theory trying not to, right? Yeah. Like we like whether we you know, and obviously now upon reflection we we look at that and realize that the way in which we employed that wasn't healthy. Cause I mean, in my opinion, and this is a whole other topic in itself, mm. I think there is a healthy way to like abstain if you want to, yeah, cause it's not just a religion to. thing. Like some yeah. people just want to save it. And I think that's yeah. totally fine. If you want to save it, also save like, it, there's know? also but, value in wanting to save certain things for that person. Yeah, like if, you know, totally. again, this is in the context of you believe in marriage, you want to get married, whatever. But if that's something you want choosing to be like, you know what, maybe I'll do certain things with a partner, but I actually won't do if you think, like I don't want you to say that pen. I don't want to say that penetrative sex is sex because I honestly think that any sexual act is sex or whatever. That's kind of how I see it with a partner. Obviously, um, is sex. But if you wanted to save, say, penetration with a partner, then save that. Or if you want to save, I don't know, using toys with a partner, or you want to save whatever with a partner, then that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with doing Mm. that. But yeah, at the time, so we obviously, before we were married, we quote unquote tried not to have sex, but obviously we did. Um, and I think obviously, what'd you say? I said you couldn't resist me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, okay. Whatever. (laughs) 
No, but but we obviously we did. And I think it was hard for us because now I look back and like my, and I've said this before on the podcast, but my biggest regret once I got married and I realized like I was able to look back was that I spent so much time feeling guilty and I wasted so much time like doing all these things to aggressively try not to have sex just to have sex in the end. Like part of me wishes that I would have just been like, you know what? We are going to choose to have sex in this season, you know, especially when we are engaged, for example, like, you know what, we've committed to each other. We just want to, we're happy to do it. Let's at least do it in a healthy way. Why are we waiting until we're married to talk about things mm. that are hard and a to safe, do sex? And a safe way, even quite literally. Like mm. I've definitely had experiences before and I know a lot of people who have had the same experience and you might, might have as well where yeah. if you're not um, trying like – to have sex or if your whole attitude towards sex is, oh, I want to save it till I get married or like, you know, me and my like boyfriend slash girlfriend slash whatever are trying not to, um, you're probably not going to actively be going out and like buying condoms or yeah, like having so a good true. relationship with your parents if you're like, you know, kind of on the younger end of the scale where yeah. you're like, you know, decide to go on some sort of, you know, like uh, – body-based birth control as, like, a woman, you know? Right, like, right. which, again, like, we know that that's not the best. <laughs> but, but if Sam you wants do, to make sure that you guys know that he's woke about birth control. Don't go on the pill. No, um, Stop. I hope that distorted. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, if you obviously, like, I, I've been in situations where, like, I've known people who, like, don't do it because, of course, you know, they come from a Christian family and they're like, right. I don't want to do like that. They're, like, not allowed to take you know, the pill. And like, then, you get that. And then yeah. you're not prepared. So when you and, like, your high school boyfriend or girlfriend, like, have sex when yeah. you're trying not to, you do so without a condom in an extremely unsafe way. Yeah. In possibly the most risky life-ending way possible where, you know, your chances of getting pregnant or whatever, I, yeah. or, or getting an STI or an STD or whatever, yeah, it's not yeah. just about pregnancy, like, yeah. are so much higher than if you'd been like, yeah. okay, let's be real. Like, we're trying not to, but, like, let's buy these just in case. Yeah. Because then if we do... It's just we only have one type of like issue to worry yeah, with, which is just the so you know the shame part or or whatever yeah. that is. It puts Not, people at risk, like yeah, it really literally. does. And I think that's that's the whole thing we're trying to say through this. Like, I don't want to sit down in this podcast and say honestly, f it, just have sex with whoever before you get married, like whatever. I don't want to say that I completely am like yes, one hundred percent, just have sex before marriage. I think marriage, whatever, is outdated because I see validity in it for certain people, and I see why it could be necessary and why it could be helpful. And I just think if you're going to choose to do the whole yes, we're going to try not to have sex, yes, just try to be safe and try to have things in place in case you do because yeah you can definitely put yourself in really mm. hard situations yeah um and yeah i mean obviously looking back now i would say personally my reflection on that whole season for us is that i i wish that we just kind of didn't care as much and we were able to just like <laughs> chill and just like be okay with the fact that we were having mm. sex but always we can't go back now and change it and all we can do is kind of encourage us to like move on in the right direction and to obviously encourage others and as have well. sex as much as possible as much as possible all yeah. day every day baby not quite <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyways yeah that's actually a really good thing this is the last thing we're going to touch on because we've been here for like an hour and who's listening at this point we're not I'm sure. listening we're not sure you're listening i'm, listening. I'm having Aww, a great time thanks honey are you having a good time i'm actually having a very lovely time with you yes um is to talk quickly about like dry spells because someone asked about that like is it normal to not have <sighs> okay, sex for, for the like- last time buy lube 
Buy lube. Buy if you're lube. having a dry spell, <laughs> just buy. That's not what you meant. That's not what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carry on. Dry spell. <laughs> I'm not naive. That was a joke. That was a bit. Okay, okay? that was a bit. Good to job. everyone, that was a bit. It was very funny. Very Thank funny, you. Sam. Um, but yes, what do you think about that? Is it normal? Let's start there. Yeah, absolutely yeah. it is. I think. And we've, like, this is something that, like, yeah, you and I have talked about. We haven't about. had sex in years. <laughs> I've told you, I'm a virgin. <laughs> I'm saving it for the right person, the special someone. Wait. <laughs> um, that completely threw my mind off. Sorry. I was like, I was trying to think of a special someone You're to joke so about, but I couldn't think of one that wouldn't be offensive. <laughs> okay, yes. Dry spells. Maybe like the mom from Cat in the Hat. What about the mom and cat from Cat She's in the Hat? She's my special someone. What? <laughs> okay. Actually, stop talking. I'm going to talk now. Um, yes. So, yes, we think that it is normal. I was like, when we got married, after like maybe I think a year, just about a year of us being married, or maybe just a little bit less than that, mm-hmm. I feel like there was like a good, like maybe two weeks or something, almost two weeks yeah. where they just didn't have any sex at all. And I remember literally being like, oh my God. We've lost our touch. Like, (laughs) this is going to be it, you know? And I used to really, like, freak out if we, like, not freak out as I'm like, but, like. scream. Yeah, scream. No, but I would get really stressed if we hadn't had sex for a certain amount of time. Because in my mind, I was like, we haven't checked it off. We haven't done it. Like, what's wrong? It felt like there was always something wrong. And I just want to make it loud and clear that you guys know if you ever end up in a long-term relationship with anyone or if you are, that that is normal and that's completely fine. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to bounce back. It doesn't mean that you're not going to reignite your spark Mm -hmm. somehow. It just means that for whatever reason, you guys haven't been having sex like right now. And that's fine. And we have now looking back since then, obviously we've had a lot of discussions about it. We've talked about it, which I think helps. Yeah. Communication. Mm. Well, to put all of my absolutely incredible comedy to the side for a okay. um, <laughs> and to answer your question, um, yeah, I think to agree with you, I think it is absolutely normal. Mm. I think um, there are so many things that influence, like kind of what we we're talking about before, you know, your schedules or whatever, like it can be as, as trivial as that or it can be, you know, like big life stuff or... Mm. I don't know, a global pandemic that locks you inside for two years together. You know, like there are so many factors, whether they're really small or really big or whatever, um, that, you know, like change when and if and how Mm -hmm. you have sex. And that was the other thing. Being in lockdown for us, I feel like, well, it kind of was like, on and off, but I feel like it made us have less sex. And I remember mm. everyone talking about like, you know, there's going to be all these lockdown babies. There's going to be, able, everyone's going to yeah. be having so much sex. And I remember being like, oh God, we're broken because like we, it was actually oh not no. our table. It's broken. It's broken. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> I hope you guys got that reference. Um, but I remember being like really kind of scared and kind of like, oh no, like why aren't we wanting to? But there, I've learned a lot recently as well. There's like studies and stuff you can really look into this, but like how libido is very much affected by external sources as well. And that doesn't mean you're walking down the street and you see someone hot and you're like, I'm going to go have sex with my partner when I get home. It's more like walking into different rooms and seeing different things aesthetically, like Mm. visually smelling things, like having personal confidence, having like progress um, with things like your work and like the things you're trying to accomplish. Like yeah. all those things yeah. affect your libido and your mental health, mm. what you eat, everything. There's so many things yeah. that affect your libido. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that there's an issue with the relationship. Um, there's a lot of things that can affect libido, including things like hormones. So if it's a long-term issue, like if it's not, you know, a few weeks, if it ends up being 
a year or even a few months, like you can always start to, first of all, figure out, you know, is it, um, like which person is it in the relationship? And then, you know, what can we do about it? Can we go do it like to a doctor? Can we talk about hormones? Can we go to a hormone specialist? Can we go to, yeah. you know, someone? Well, and that's the thing. I think, I yeah. feel like it's kind of broken into two categories. I feel like it was like the, it was like the individual side of it. So like your, like the things that you can control. So like your libido and like your effort and like, mm. you know, I don't know, your self-confidence and fitness mm-hmm. and like all that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's kind of the, you know, the, the, I guess the mutual part of it. So like communication and like, you know, whether you're, in kind of the camp that likes to like plan sex or if you want it to be spontaneous or if you, you know, I think, mm-hmm. I think just like. Every, That's so married of yeah, us, but I it's think. so true. People planning sex. Oh yeah. yes. It's a because thing. it, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just and it's like, true. like it's with good. everything, it's just, it's just communication. It's just, yeah. if you, if you kind of leave it as like an elephant in the room, you don't talk about it and you go, oh, it's been like two weeks. And for me, that's like a really long time. Like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't talk about it, then you're not going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, honestly, I think there is, a, I think there are to an extent like objective periods of time that, you know, might be a little like concerning. I guess mm-hmm. not. Not from an objective point of view of like, oh, like you're doing something wrong. Right. I think it's more that you know, like a, a healthy sexual relationship is a sign of a healthy relationship in general. Right. And so I like think you if you should like. I mean, obviously, unless you like identify as asexual, for example, yeah. like if you think you would want to have sex or like that's kind of like the the goal within the relationship and that's something you actively kind of want to be doing. Yeah. It, there could be reasons, yes, that you don't want to like there could be literally physical reasons and Mm. things that you might want to work out and especially say for example for us like if one of us very much did not want to all the time and it was like ongoing for a long time like and the other person wanted to obviously then that's really hard on the person who Mm. really wants to yeah and it's because then they feel rejected and because the solution isn't just oh well i just have sex it's okay well no okay it's i think firstly it's why like why Mm doesn't one of you want to have, or why don't both of you or like why haven't you been like it mm-hmm. might not be that you i don't know intently really don't want to i think it's just figuring out like the why whether that is mm-hmm. an orientation thing where you're yeah. like i actually just don't like you know physical like body-based sex isn't for me which you know cool yeah. um that's that's like a, that's a reason it's very important to to know that and obviously you know i mean i guess getting it's not as simple as just telling someone a lot of the time like it's mm-hmm. you know a situation where you have to become comfortable with it yourself and then mm-hmm. you know kind of discover that about yourself and whatever. right but, and then that becomes a discussion yeah like, totally. even think, when like beginning relationships obviously which yeah. i mean if you were asexual you would assuming you you wouldn't lead with that but you would want <laughs> to have that be <laughs> yeah. a conversation at the start totally, of the relationship because it's just like, communication you know because yeah. obviously otherwise that other person is being like why don't they want to have sex with me other i'm like yeah. am i gross am i not trying hard enough yeah. like i feel like i'm trying you know like yeah. it's just this so, it's so complicated but i think regardless of whatever combination of of like people and situation and whatever like you throw together I think regardless of it every single time it comes down to communication and just being clear and just being honest and if if I don't know communicating clearly quote-unquote might be going I actually don't know what's going on it doesn't communication Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have an answer it means that you potentially want to find one if you don't have one yeah and even just acknowledging it being like I recognize that you know obviously I haven't been wanting to have sex and like yeah I don't know what it is, but like I want to work on that. I want to talk to someone about it. I want to mm. do something, and obviously, then you can you can start to 
look into physical things. Obviously, it could be emotional. It could be trauma related. It yeah. could be, yeah. you yeah. know, it could be that, you know, it could be anything like that as well. Um, but yeah, obviously, or it could be like physical. It could be you're taking birth control and it's like depleting your, mm. the hormones that want you, yeah. like help you want to have yeah. sex. Like even that's, that's very common, very, very yeah. common if you're on the pill, you know? So even just one of those things. So anyways... Yeah, I just feel like it's important that you guys know that a lot of the times if you're asking the question, is this normal? Is this okay? It's normal. You know, it's almost always going to be, yes, it's normal. It's fine. Like everyone goes through seasons of these things. And I just want Mm -hmm. to hopefully be a part of talking about these things so that people can feel a little bit less crazy, a little bit less alone. Um, And I think that's really important. So in also having these conversations with people in your life, like that's what I would challenge you guys um, finishing this podcast is like, if you learned anything, if you feel like anything surprised you or whatever, like talk about it with people in your life and have these conversations. And I think you'll be surprised if you're the person to even bring up conversations like this. What you're doing is you're saying to people like, I'm willing to talk about these these things, these subjects. I'm I'm someone who wants to, you know, talk about sex, talk about relationships, whatever. And you're opening that door for people, which is such a resource for people you guys have no idea. So Mm. I think that's really important. Especially in like our society now, I feel like Mm. a lot of people in places and whatever are becoming more, you know, sex positive, I guess. Um, Not necessarily mean that anyone's changing their viewpoint. I think it's just more people are willing to talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is good. Like I I, I feel like I've noticed that in the last little period of time is it just seems like, and not even just on this topic, just in general, I think a lot of people are just more opening to open now mm-hmm. to just talk about stuff and just say, oh, well, I actually think this. Right. And then potentially you have someone who goes, well, I actually think this. And it's the opposite. And just to talk about it and then go your separate ways. And people are okay you know? with it, yeah. And just, right. and just being able to talk about that in a way that, you know, validates how you feel and what you believe and whatever. And then also yeah. the same for other people. And, you know, I think it's just it's good. Yeah, it's great. Well, that was amazing. I love talking to you, honey. I mean, I always get to talk to you, but like, lucky I like, I uh, lucky me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's basically it. I hope you guys liked today, po- today's podcast. I, you know, maybe we could do a part two. I don't know. <gasps> what you, are, are you excited? Yeah. You went, <gasps> yeah. You're excited. I was, okay, I was building suspense. Oh, I love that. Okay, great. We could do part two. I think there are some things we kind of didn't touch on because there were, you know, quite a few questions and we wanted to try to keep it all along the same thing a little bit. We didn't want to cut anything too short. So I'd rather do a part two if you guys want it. Um, I did. I would have liked to talk a bit more about like my bisexuality and how that affected affects like True. I don't know that conversation around sex. So that would be a cool one to talk about. Um, I want to do a podcast just in general about that because I've had a lot of people asking me like about my whole journey with all of that. So that will be a thing eventually as well. Um, but yeah, if you guys want a part two, let me know. I was going to say let us know, but you don't let have to. Let me know. Don't DM Sam. DM don't me. DM he's, me. He's, <laughs> don't DM. No, he's not going to My Instagram is at Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Z-U-C. Okay. You're done. Thank you guys. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Stop quoting TikTok. You quoted a TikTok. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that was a good TikTok. thank you guys so much. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to, as I said, you know, talk about it with people. But if you want to share it with people, um, thank you to all of you who share on your stories. I always love that. I appreciate it so much, and I think it's so nice to hear you guys' little feedbacks and things. So please message me if you have any feedback or you want to chat about anything. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, because a lot of the time I'll propose these ideas on my stories, and you guys get to ask questions. My Instagram is Alyssa Taylor Harper, which will 
will be linked in the description. And if you want to get notifications for the podcast, you can follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I think that's basically it. Yeah. If you want to follow Sam, you can follow Sam as well. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, that's yeah. his account. So um, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you <laughs> always. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.